0: This is Come On You Reds, the Toronto FC Podcast on TSN 1050. Welcome to episode 98. We're one away from the Gretzky 98 of Come On You Reds, the Toronto FC Podcast. Gareth Wheeler alongside Terry Dunfield, former TFC midfielder, Canadian international, and now broadcaster extraordinaire. Uh, But... Before we go any further, we're weekly or our weekly update of Terry Dunfield, the coach. How's the academy team? You're out in Niagara. We had listeners of the pod reaching out to me asking me when your under 13s
1: were playing, under 14. Sorry, we're playing this week. Yeah, they tried to come down. They were at the game, and even the players on the team were looking for the supporters' club and and the big flag. It was awesome. I love it, and and so do the guys in the support. We traveled down, we played Empire United, an affiliate club of New England, and they've got four satellite programs around the northeast of the state, so put together their best team. We went down, and we met them like Game of Thrones style. Whoever wins this land takes it over. Nice. Well, and, you tell me uh, you're the dragon. No, oh, I wish the dragon lady was there, though. What's
0: her <laughs> name again? Which one? The blonde-haired one. Oh,
1: uh, Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, we like her. Yeah, <laughs> so, of course so, we do. So anyway... Um, there was no Dragon, it was dragon list, but we have the big battle there. The guys are like pumped, they're jacked, we've been crushing it in the league, and we struggled for competition, if I'm honest. So the boys think they're playing Man United or something in the EPL opener. They're ready to go, and we absolutely steamrolled them, 7-0. Woo! Yeah, no, they Seven-nil. were. 7 And nil. we played some really good stuff. Some of the football, the way we played out of the back, I was so proud of them. And then on the way back, we stopped at Niagara, and we w- the went casino? To the, no. So to the I casino? Tried to, actually, I tried to get the young lads to put all our per diem on red to double <laughs> up. Maybe we could have gone to the keg or something instead of subway, but in the end... We didn't do that, so we uh, we had a nice little day evening out, shall I say, in Niagara. And by the way, I've never been to Niagara at night. I never had a night out there. Really, it's, inc- it's like Blackpool. It's not, It's so trashy. It but is so like Blackpool. Blackpool. It was awesome. So yeah, the fireworks were going off, and it was a really good day day out for the guys. And this uh, is a PG podcast, so
0: I'll leave it alone. What uh, typically the boys do when we head out to well, Niagara all, there's, yeah, for there's the, the night? Wineries. There's the golf course. Is that what you were thinking? No. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. All right. Not at all. Uh, this week of the podcast, we'll look back to the 1-1 draw with DC United. We'll look ahead. To Saturday's game against Portland Timbers down at BMO Field, the secondary transfer window slammed shut in MLS. TFC brought in one player with the window open, but a lot of movement around Major League Soccer and a new Premier League season's here as well. We'll touch on that, but before we go any further, we might as well look back. And if, you're, if we're going to talk about some of the most nondescript games of the season, the 1-1 draw in DC United has to go down as one of them. It was a game where Toronto FC wasn't necessarily at their best. It was a game where DC United scored an early goal, were content to park the bus, load up the middle of the park. And then TFC, like we saw over the course of last season, especially Terry, when you go a man up or DC or your opponent goes a man down, TFC have oftentimes at a difficult time... Breaking down the opponent, but everything was set up for me by conceding that early goal, and that allowed DC United to get comfortable and play to their strengths, rather than Toronto FC coming out and playing a more free-flowing game.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, th- I thought TFC didn't come out of the traps flying, which they have been done in recent weeks, and I, I don't know whether psychologically you're playing a team who's really struggling, bottom of the league... And, and DC, it, it, you've got to give them some credit. They were really out for it. They were buzzing. Acosta was causing some problems either side of Michael Bradley in the middle of the park. He was pulling the strings. And, and to be fair, DC probably deserved that early lead. Uh, they scored in the sixth minute. It was a parade from a corner kick. I believe it was Marky
0: Delgado who he got in front of. The one thing that stands out to me, and a lot of people will ask this question, there was no player on a post. And 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 sometimes you do on set pieces, sometimes you don't. Michael Bradley was the last man back, looped over his head. Um, but would you prefer to see a player on that on a, on that
1: uh, on that near post? Because if a player was there, Terry, that ball wouldn't have gone into the back of the net. Personally, I always have a man at the back post okay. uh, to, to protect the keeper. I, I think that's important. And then you've got a player like Michael Bradley in the near post space. Uh, how Greg Vanney sets up is it's, it's half man marking, half zonal. So the, the three big fellows will line up along the six-yard box. Zavaleta was in the middle of it. And it's actually a really good ball into the box. It's, it's got lots of quality on it. Zavaleta is not quite able to get there. And then Marky Delgado, he's picking up the run of a par a par and a par a or a par Apari. 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 Yeah. a pare a pare canadian right uh I'm sure he's got canadian Apari? uh descendancy anyway uh so marky delgado his job is to bl- he has to block the run of him. he a par sort of almost muscles him out of the way he's canadian he, i'm sorry but i'm sure there's a there's a canadian connection there anyway so marky delgado he has to stop that run a pare gets a bit of a free run onto savlada he's starting from his standstill He can't quite get there, and it's a really good header. But for me, I always have a player at the back post. Uh, and, And to be fair, TFC have done well. And on set pieces in general, I wouldn't say they've been great. It's more where TFC have struggled is that second ball. If they lose that first header, uh, the sort of like the second phase of set pieces, and all of a sudden that was like a little bit of a wake up call to the team. Yet yeah, we need to get going one nil down. Settled in Niagara Falls as a kid, played for St. Catharines. Niagara Falls, there, there we you go. go. Nice. Apare,
0: I bet you he could have a good time in Niagara Falls. So so he scores that goal. Just a disappointing one to concede. And, and TFC had gave up another chance in the early stages as well. Just weren't sharp out of the blocks. But they grew into the match and more and more chances continued to come Toronto FC's way. No, 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 not great stonewall chances, Terry. But still, you knew who the better team was.
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought TFC had a little bit of joy out wide. Hassler and Morrill got into some good spots. But there, the quality into the box was either there and then the bodies weren't in the box or it went out wide and quality did come into Sorry got into some good possessions, the runs were good, and then the great quality didn't quite come in. Just after the goal, sort of halfway through the first half, there was an excellent move. Bradley into Vasquez, he got in between the lines. His awareness is so good. And then Javinko, sort of an inside-to-out run. The timing of it, the weight of the pass was perfect, and Bill Hamid made a really good save off of Javinko. It was
0: Nicholas Hassler's uh, Toronto FC debut. What did you make of his performance? I thought it was quiet. It it doesn't look like... He He's not a natural right-back. He's played all over the pitch, and that's the strength of his, the versatility. The club really likes that, but that's a very difficult position to play, those outside players in this sort of system. So it's a big ask for a new player to come into the team and make an
1: impression right away. Yeah, it was a tough one. He looks a little bit and moves like an attacking midfielder or, or, or a number 8 uh i thought he, he looked good he, he looked dynamic he looked powerful I, I think the physicality of the league won't be an issue for him his problem was on a pitch which kind of cut up a little bit as well he, he got a lot of the ball he wasn't asked to defend he was asked to create things and that's probably not his game it, 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 sort of the way it worked and, and the shape of dc being extremely narrow especially when they went down to 10 men meant that he got on the ball a lot and, and that Final product just wasn't quite there. Game turned on its side. I like one. him though. I think yeah. I think he'll be a good acquisition.
0: I think so too. It was just it was a quiet debut. It wasn't. I want to see him play at BMO Field and and. There was an open training session this week. Looks sharp on the ball. Look,
1: looks very good on the ball. And it was a tough one too. I think oh, collectively as a group, the, just team, a tough game, the, the team looked a little bit tired as well. There's been a lot of football in the back of the All-Star game for, for the Big Three. The Gold Cup had just finished. And also being away at the Gold Cup, away at the All-Star break means that Greg Vanny doesn't have his full team to work with in training all week. So some of the patterns he might have been working with other players that weren't starting to break mm-hmm. down D.C., you've only really got Michael Bradley and Javinko and Altidore for maybe a video session or a light session on Friday before the game. Game turned on its side in the 44th minute. Sloppy
0: challenge from behind. Lloyd Sam sent off as he comes right through Chris Mavinga.
1: Awful tackle. No need to even go to video review. Definitely sending off. Lloyd Sam's got enough experience not to do. That really puts his team in it. And But... Probably for DC, that was maybe the best thing that could happen because now they could sit back even more and, and not even feel bad about sitting back because you've got 10 men, you don't even have to get forward. There's not even, they don't open up. And and, and to be fair to them, they, they defended manfully and had something to hold on to. No changes right away after half, and a goal
0: came, one of the most ugly goals you'll ever see scored. Uh, it, it's credited or given credit, an own goal by Steve Birnbaum, but. It was like it was like a pinball machine inside the eighteen, like who was it? Burmohm tried to clear it? it
1: like no, it was kind of ugly, so for the one of the few times d c there's a little bit of space in behind them, and Altidor ran in behind. His first touch wasn't great. It kind of bobbled up in the air. And Javinko played quite deep. He was on like the peripheral of the two, the bank of four and two or three in front of him. That's where he was able to get on the ball in a little bit of space. So he actually made a run into the box. And there was a lot of bodies in the box. And I think just in confusion, it was panic stations for D.C. Someone tries to hack it away. I think it was a midfielder. And then eventually comes off, burning bomb and trickles in. And these things unfortunately happen when but you're like bottom tried of the to league.
0: Like play it. Who uh, I'm I'm sorry I'm just blanking out. A player like tried to play it out of bounds and it went in off your own player. You don't see that very often. It was so ugly. Yeah, and then
1: really, it was like that- Javinko was running back celebrating, almost like ugh. He felt dirty about the situation. <laughs> but then at that point, you're thinking right come on then, Ricketts is about to come in. You you, think TFC are really going to kick on? Well, aggressive substitutions by Greg
0: Benny at 1-1. Delgado comes out in the 67th, Ricketts goes in, Edwards replaces Zavalletta in the 71st. Like, TFC went for it, but the game kind of fizzled out because DC United sat back. And, I, and I'm trying to look at this Toronto FC team, and when you load up the middle of the park, and DC United play a 4-2-3-1, for me it's the most dis- difficult system for tfc to play against because it kind of takes away some of tfc's strengths by loading up the middle of the park but you'll see it across the league these struggling games they play against a 4-2-3-1 and you're looking for that cutting edge that ball in behind bradley was trying to play them and so was vasquez but other than that they're just a little bit too direct or maybe a little bit too slow in their movement of the ball what's your analysis what's your assessment for
1: me I- when you play against 10 men, you have to shift that ball. Stephen Hart, a Canadian manager of mine in the past, said you need to make that ball sweat. You need to move that ball so quickly to shift these blocks. But for DC, it was a little bit different than that in that their blocks didn't even shift. They just sat there. They, they, sat they, they were there. happy to push TFC out wide. And my problem was, or, or what Greg Vanny will see probably as well in the video is, once it went out wide, it was just a little bit too predictable, mm-hmm. and there, there wasn't any real quality into the box. There wasn't really room for fullbacks to overlap one another. There was, it kind of went out wide, and, and then that's where you need to be able to whip a good ball into the box. The other thing I'd like to see as well is TFC are a little bit reluctant to shoot. And and when teams are dropped that deep and you shoot from distance, anything can happen. There can be deflections. It could be a scruffy goal like the first one. Michael Bradley obviously has a strike on him. Sometimes just shoot from distance, and see what can happen. They're not afraid to shoot from distance.
0: They they've shoot shot from distance on a regular basis. It's not like Arsenal where you work the ball eight ten I, I, times I, for me. The I box. just
1: thought against DC, it was just a little bit too intricate at times. And you and, and and you got to give DC they. they held on for their point. They were playing top of the league team, and, and they defended really well. They were pretty organized. The two-center half to Paria and frust- bomb were good.
0: Frustrating game to watch. It, it, I guess the, a miserable team. That D.C. United team
1: had nothing, Terry. No, and nothing. you could see they blew their team up the following week. Yeah. Loads of move. Boswell moves on. Yeah, bringing Areola. We'll get into some yeah. of those moves after, but
0: 14 shots for TFC, nine corners, just just the one goal. And uh, the it's, it was the same way against Colorado. Just a little bit too static, a little bit too slow, a lack of cutting edge. Um, I said it, the,
1: so one thing quick, Wills. I said at the end of the broadcast, TSM broadcast, I said one thing you can't do, though, is ever turn your nose up to a point away from home in MLS. And, and TFC are still keep the run going. They don't get beat.
0: I get it, but Michael Bradley was emphatic after the game. That is a match you need to win. If you're if you're going to kick on especially with the, win, how it
1: played out with the 10 men as well. And
0: if you're going to win a supporters you know shield and th- and that's the goal here, you know, those are the draws like Colorado DC, two of the three worst teams in MLS, you need to win those games. A- and you a, really do.
1: And a, another bit of frustration comes from on the back of such an unbelievable performance at home against New York yeah. City FC. Yeah, exactly. I
0: just d- didn't love the way that the entire game played out. That's Uh, three draws in their last four games. That was the story of last season. Too many draws. Listen, it's not a disaster. It's not the end of the world. It was just a frustrating match. And there'll be games like that. Who's your man of the match? Top red of the week? Probably Michael Bradley. I was going to say Bradley too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's incredible uh, how he just, the amount of football he plays, how he looks after his body, he looks so, he just looks fresh, He he just looks like an absolute thoroughbred out there, it's almost too easy for him at times. It's just, he's just in a really good place with his football right now.
0: Right. Um, I just want to give another shout out to Chris Mavinga. I just, I think he's playing some really good football, Terry. Yeah,
1: I I've, I've, I think I said it in the pre, one, maybe not the last one, but the the one before that podcast. I said when he first came in, I wasn't convinced. I, I thought um, it, it might have been a Kentari. Kentari? Yeah, Ahmed
0: Kentari. Yeah, yeah. it had
1: a feel of that. Um, I didn't know the player too well, but I've eat an absolute humble pie I've said to our scout Jack you know what it looks like you've got this one spot on bought him a beer so yeah very good spot. you bought
0: him a beer to apologize yeah yeah what a
1: guy yeah I was nice guy Terry there you go just one pint just the one okay it was also free in the tunnel club <laughs>
0: <laughs> free 99 so
1: Toronto FC with
0: the win keep their spot atop the MLS table three points better than the Chicago Fire TFC on 44 points now More of Come On You Reds, the Toronto FC podcast. This is Come On You Reds, the Toronto FC podcast. Wheeler and Dunfield with you. So, Saturday's game against Portland, 6 p.m. down at BMO Field, is being billed as a trap game. Because, I mean, if you watch the MLS All-Star game, they're talking about it. Oh, Toronto FC going to be here in Chicago. But they got their weeks completely muddled and mixed (laughs) up. But Chicago and TFC, they're setting the pace in MLS. That game goes next weekend, Terry. Is there such a thing as a trap game? Like Portland's a very good team. Like they're what, a team on the rise. What do you mean by trap team. game? I've never what, heard that phrase. You've never heard that before. When you go and you play a game that weekend with eyes for the for the weekend. Ah, I see. So there can be a little bit of a letdown.
1: No, I, I think it's gonna be you've a never very heard good a trap th- game. No, before. I've never heard that. Okay. I, I I think I think it's gonna be a very good game for the neutrals. I think it's two teams obviously in good form. Portland's a team when it's going well, it's going really well. When it's not going well, they're struggling and and are gaffer, he's kind of I feel like he'll Caleb Porter looks like he looked to blame others and he's very animated, but when things are going well, his chest out and he's got a little bit of a smugness to him. I didn't like how he celebrated after beating Rob the Vancouver Whitecaps with Robbo at the end of the game uh, in the 2-1 game a couple games back. So yeah, Portland's a very good team. They're team that's open. They like to play football. They're good in transition. I think it'll be a nice matchup for TFC. Four teams that are
0: tied for second in the Western
1: Conference. Portland's one of them. They picked up points in
0: six of their last seven games. I'm not sure in terms of a front four, it gets much better than what Portland has in MLS. Fernando 80 up front. He leads the line. With Sebastian Blanco, Darlington Nagby, and Diego Valeria behind, Valeri and Addy have a combined 22 goals on the year. That's that's two goals better than Javinko Altador right now.
1: Yeah, and, and and the main man there is Valeri. This guy is he's so good. He, he he's he's a pleasure to watch, and, and from just a pure aesthetic, sexy soccer. I love soccer. I love football. I like watching technical players like him play, and and he he's so good for the league. Scored an Goal of the week last week against LA Galaxy from 30 yards. Set one up on a corner. His set-piece delivery is good. He's a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit quicker than what you might think he is to try to get the ball off. He's got wonderful awareness. I think Blanco's taken a little bit of time to get going. Uh, for me, you know, the, the, I think he was maybe even linked to TFC at he one was. point. I, I He's not my cup of tea. Uh, I know TFC liked him, but a deal like that was never going to get done yeah and and if you say to me Vasquez Blanco all day I'm going Vasquez Nagby uh wonderful player just glides with the ball and up top Addy he's he's just pure goals and and I think Portland Timbers have done well to keep hold of him there's been interest in him he's a perfect profile to go over to Europe 6-3 strong can hold the ball up he doesn't really get involved in the build-up play much for me he's just kind of that end player, that final. he got a bit
0: of a hamstring. He came off early in the 3-1 win over L.A. last week. Listed as questionable. We'll see if he can go. That's a significant loss if he can't. Also, Liam Ridgewell left that game early as well. A Good player point. that you're familiar with. Yeah. But Portland's a little bit all over the shop. Like, Guzman and is holding midfield. Fill- midfielders are nice players. Their back four leaves much to be desired. They're a team that commit those four players going forward, don't do much in terms of tracking back. So it's kind of a team that's all all or nothing, and they've given up 39 goals on the year. They
1: have, and at times their back four are a little bit disjointed. They, they were caught square for the goal against LA. Uh, both fullbacks, Powell and Miller, love to bomb four. I thought Powell had a really good goal cup Jama- Jamaican Jamaican an international. Uh, and then Ridgewell, he's... Of the two center halves, he's the one player you won't want to play out of the back. You want to stop him from playing. Let the other center half have the ball.
0: Yeah, um, it's a big game for Portland as well because the Western Conference is so tight right now. And it's improving as well. And with some of the movement that we've seen across the league. For TFC, they just need to come in and take care of business. The last last big game at BMO, 4-0 to defeat New York City FC. You know that they have it in the locker, Terry. But it's about who they're going to play, first of all. We know that Shea Roo, Beta sure is on his way back from injury. Had a nice sit down with him. Look forward to that um, going up on Toronto FC in the coming uh, coming week or uh, couple, next couple of weeks. Just talking about his injury. He's close to coming back, and all Seth misses out this week. so, what do you do with the what? What do you do with the eleven this week? Nicky Haglin's knocking on the door to get in. He's got to get a game. How much do you change up the eleven?
1: Uh, I'd keep it pretty similar. I'd like to see Raheem Edwards come in somewhere. He might come in on the right-hand side because you're at home for uh, the new boy. Ha- Hasler. Hasler? See, I play possibly. Hasler. I, I try to get him a, l- a few games
0: to see what he's all about. I think Raheem is fine coming off the bench. This is what I do. I give one of the, 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 the whether it's Zavaleta
1: or Moore, yeah. the weekend off, and I get Nick Haglund in for one of those two. I, um, I think Greg Vaniel will look at – this is the first time in a while he's had five-day week with the guys on the training ground. Look, look a little bit at the freshness of it. I think you, it's almost the back three, even Hernandez, whoever comes in, I think they can all do a job and, and the coaching staff will be confident with whoever Just Haglin for me needs a game.
0: Um, and the other guy that I want to get in there is an Azorio. I'd give Marky Delgado the week off.
1: Okay. Yeah, I could see that that that's possibly a good fit. I I still like the matchup though of Edwards on Miller. I I think that that's somewhere where TFC you could do? do well. Yeah. Down down the right or down So down TFC's right side I think Miller's... Miller
0: might be suspended. Right. Uh, he 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 might have picked up caution, but yeah. if it's Miller or anyone else that is an area where TFC
1: can And explain. and he's also a player that that really gives Bemo a lift. Every time he gets that ball, you, you feel like something's going to happen. But you
0: know, oh, he's been so effective this year coming off the bench as well. Yeah. I I just I look at Hasler I look at Haglin they're absolutely team player squad players and you need to make sure that you get them games and if you just take Hasler out after one game I don't know just seeing the way that Greg Vandy and his coaching staff has gone about their business they like to get players a run of games yeah,
1: you saw that with uh, Allseth you saw that with Ashton yeah. Morgan and and it, you kind of it's tough where and and i've been there uh, not so much myself but i've seen it with players where basically you've got one game and you, and you feel like you're on trial and if you, unless you score or do really well Bingo. you feel like you're you're going to be dropped or left out next week so it, i like that, that the coaching staff like to give players a, a, a run of games to sort of see where they're at and and i think that's important coming into the business end of the season my keys were defending the front four
0: um winning the middle of the park like if portland plays a 4231 they're going to try to congest the middle of the park. So you're going to have to create space. You need to play it wide, get good service, and find the pockets of space in the middle. Then, obviously, it's just attack and try to exploit a back line that doesn't have a whole lot of pace, this could be a high-scoring game.
1: Yeah, and, and I think both teams match up nicely. The, the, the systems, TFC's inverted triangle with Bradley at the back, his job will be to look after Valeri, and then whether it's Vasquez and Delgado or Vasquez and Osorio, they'll match up with Char and Guzman nicely. And you're, it's, I like that as a midfielder. When I used to play where you know your job is to stop somebody playing and then sort of play off of him, it, it's re, your role's really specific.
0: Could be a big day for Alex Bono. Uh, Toronto FC goalkeeper. Uh, he can join Stefan Fry in, in terms of leaders in all-time wins at the club with 20 for a goalkeeper. Already? Already. Man, we were bad
1: back in the day. And All right, <laughs> well, I know. No,
0: no there's just been like, a lot of different goalkeepers that played for this team. Thanks.
1: Yeah, oh, There has yeah. been.
0: Yeah. And he's right now tied for most wins in the season. He's, already, he's won 11 games. Chris Kanopka has the
1: season record. With 11 wins. Really? That's what good happens with the mate. good. Good research. Uh, by the way, I just want to say, Bono, what a good guy he is as well. I, and I feel like if Clint Irwin ever listens to our podcast, he's going to hate me. Because hey, I'm always going on about Bono. Because Clint's an awesome guy, too, yes. and a very solid goalkeeper. And awesome if you ever want to talk to politics with someone. Uh, but Bono, we played Empire in that game uh, in Niagara. And he actually went to the Empire Academy. Did he? And uh, signed a jersey for me a uh, little sort of card to Empire to say thanks for everything. And uh, the Empire coaching staff, they absolutely loved it, are going to put it up on the wall. And so thanks, Bono, for that. Well,
0: it could be a big day for Bono this week. Um, anything else on that? I think it's pretty good. Uh, prediction?
1: I think it'll be a good game. I think there'll be goals in it. I think, I think it'll be maybe like a 4-2 TFC. A 4-2? Yeah,
0: wow.
1: I, I really think it's going to be a good game.
0: Okay, I'll go with TFC 3-1.
1: Couple
0: nice. just, just a step down from you. I thought you
1: said you were going to go with TFC 3 then. No, 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 no. <laughs> T- no TFC will score 3. Right, right, uh,
0: right. Good luck to TFC 2 as well.
1: Jordan Hamilton,
0: a couple big goals for TFC 2 in a 2-2 draw at Beemble Field. Yeah, let's today. talk about
1: that one. Yeah, the g- really big week actually. TFC 2 beat Charleston top of the league at Ontario Soccer Centre 1-0 on the Saturday. And then midweek played... Uh, Charlotte, who leapfrogged Charleston to top of the league. And uh, Drew 2-2. Like you said, Jordan Hamilton was an absolute beast. Could have had like four or five goals.
0: Good finish. Proper finish the last one, too. But what impressed me...
1: Okay, yeah, goals are going to get you noticed, but his attitude and work ethic and he, he's just he was a tr- true, true pro coming down to TFC2 and then afterwards, I actually interviewed him for, for, the, for the game, and he was really humble, spoke about young Sean Hundle, the service of Endo he's, uh, he's a class actor. Endo has always impressed
0: me every time he's gone down to TFC2 because he plays a more attacking role. I think that's what the player... It's it's one of those things right now where there will always be players where certain systems will fit them better than others and the role within it. And the role that Endo has been playing with the
1: first team here hasn't necessarily suited him. But does he have the talent and ability? Absolutely. 100%. You nailed it. And it's so important. And this is why you see... Certain players flourish with different managers, yeah. different systems, different clubs, and Endo with the first in this three-five-two system. There's so much quality in the middle of the park that it's difficult for him to play that attacking role where he plays with TFC two and and does really well. We see him more in that wing back role, and at times he kind of overthinks it a little bit for me. But undoubtedly, he's got great technique, change of pace, good vision, his set piece delivery is excellent, and I think playing on BMO would have been good for him because it, that Ontario Soccer Centre turf where TFC2 normally play is so slow and he, he did really well at BMO. 6pm at BMO Field on Saturday night, it's Toronto FC and the
0: Portland Timbers. Wheeler and Dunfield with you. This is Kamani Reds, the Toronto FC podcast. This week was notable for a lot of different reasons, Terry. There was a great open practice for Toronto FC season's ticket holders. A couple thousand people out, and the people that like cracked me up were like the supporters group still waving the flags, doing yeah. the chants. I'm like, it's a training session.
1: I loved. it. I it thought it was a, pressure of the players. I thought it was awesome. It was. I think we had one of those when I was playing back in the day. So like 2012 or something, and I was I was sat up top with Tim Vespachenko watching the GM, and I said, "This was our worst nightmare having open training <laughs> sessions. for our own open." Trading session, Dunfield, you're rubbish. I know where you live. How much are we paying you? How did they know where you lived? I don't know. So anyway, it the, was a lot that, of. Fa- the, the, it just created a really nice environment, and, and I thought I actually watched a bit of the, the practice kind of closely, and the guys were sharp. I think the players enjoyed it. Do you and know it, who it didn't like it? Breaks up your nice. I know Greg didn't like it, but I know it kind of. Is that what you were going to say? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I, it just kind of breaks up your week nicely. Especially so, when you got a long five-day so week like So I'm interviewing like that. Greg after just about the
0: experience. He's like, well, Wednesday's our most important day. And so we couldn't do some of the tactical work that we wanted to do. He's all business. Such a coach.
1: Yeah, he is. And and there was talk of us possibly streaming the practice. And then Greg kiboshed that because he was trying to protect
0: Because he doesn't like the, you or does, is it because he doesn't like me? Uh, I, I just why? think
1: he's trying to protect the team. And he doesn't like to oh. give a lot away. And, and if I if ever one day... I'm a first-team coach. I, d- I think I'd be the same way. Is that what you want I'd to do be, be a when party you party up? Yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying life right now. I love <laughs> academy <laughs> life. Uh,
0: but Wednesday night at midnight, uh, I guess it shouldn't be any surprise, but until you see it over the finish line, um, there's no certainty. But uh, the, the secondary transfer window closed in MLS. Meaning that TFC just brought in the one player during the window in
1: Hasler. Was that enough for you, Terry? I I, I think... It shows where the team's at right now. If if I'm the front office, to bring someone in, I think you need to give up a piece. And I think that the changing rooms fickle. I think you you don't want to lose anybody. There's no. a right balance right now. And and I also think if I'm a player and you don't bring anybody else in, it okay. The big guys are know their role and, and know their value and how good they are. But it's also like, you know what, the the front office trusted me. It's kind of like a pat on the back.
0: Yeah, Hasler fits the bill. Um, I, I The club is always going to be linked to players. And there's rumors out there, and TFC is going to do their diligence. I know the scouting staff, it was a very busy time for them. Because the one thing you don't want to do is make a mistake. Y- no. You don't want to be burdened or saddled with a contract that you're going to have to deal with sometime down the road. And if you look at the team right now, they're the best team in MLS. I didn't think they had to do anything urgent. Like, is there any real holes within this team right now? is coming back. He's going to be fit. Like, where would that hole have been in the team? I just don't see there being spot because there's so much versatility within the group. So it was, I was fine. They brought they brought in, they solidified right back a little bit more. And that was the goal. That's what had to be done.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, what I'll say is is the team this year has, and, and that's why there's been a I, I say it, and there's been three of the last four games draws, but but TFC aren't one-dimensional at all. There's so many different ways that going forward they can hurt you, whether it's through Vasquez, whether it's kind of going out wide to, to Morrow getting forward or Edwards. I know that didn't happen against D.C., Altidore's pace and power, Vasquez opening a team up, Javinko Bradley's toss. diagonal. Of course, Jovinko to Saint Ricket coming seen off the, the best bench. Of
0: Cooper, like, there, there's and, still. And a then lot you've more got all
1: the the big boys coming up on set pieces. So I, I mean, going forward, I think it's nice. I think the balance at the back. I think TFC are the deepest team in the league at center half. I, I think it, it's it's uh, he's got a. a he's spoiled with riches there. There's just not a lot of depth at the outside kind of wing-back positions right now. And and I I think the way that TFC play, um, you'd you'd only need a couple players in that position. I, I
0: want to be clear, they can still add but just free agents and so no, it can be a little
1: bit scary now adding a free agent just because there's a, there's a reason why you're no, free at j- this time j- of year just in case though. of emergency
0: yeah. scenarios but I think the club would be comfortable promoting within uh, as well and just f-
1: using their depth their good deep po- and, and good point and, and speaking from the academy side and, and for some of the younger players if there is an opportunity and I know Greg's happy to give the young guys a, an opportunity when they're ready it's, it's nice to see that, that there is a pathway to the first team and if you do well for team tfc2 or tfc3 you, you'll get an opportunity and uh possibly at the end of the season i know the team's desperately wants to support shield but if there's an opportunity to give some of these players that deserve to be rewarded maybe get them in the squad or, or on the bench might be nice too
0: um uh, there were lots of there was lots of movement
1: within the league was there one move that Mate, there's almost out- movement with me what do you mean? Kurt Larson's trying to poach me for a podcast. No, you're already committed
0: to this podcast. I, I told him to get
1: out Tell of town. Kurt, like, like, I was like, the windows open, Kurt. But I'm so mate, I'm,
0: This, this what he ge- trying to do? this is what he trying to turn my head. Kurt Larson? Is hmm, what isn't there enough of in this world? Podcasts. <laughs> Let's do a podcast. Every other uncle is a podcast. So no, this is your job. This is take ownership of this. You can't be
1: a guest on another podcast. Honestly, I'm telling you. He's what trying, do you offer you are we not offering you enough here i'm not using it as leverage i'm just saying I think the window was open you be careful terry i'm going nowhere you know i love you do You want to play
0: for team toronto fc or team larson come <laughs> on <laughs> no brainer no, shout out to kurt larson we
1: love him uh, only messing kurt
0: uh was, up your was, offer was there another move that or was there a move that stood out to you
1: uh like v- vancouver uh, i think they've been busy They brought in uh, an Egyptian international center midfielder. The
0: created trade away Christian Dean to Chicago. Dean, he's not done a
1: whole bunch. Brought in Aaron Mond, uh, who an ex TFC player for a little bit of cover at at center half. Uh, They brought in a Beanie, Australian uh, player that was playing in the A League, powerful winger. Yordi Reina's is fit now, so I, I think. With Van- all due I respect, think Vancouver are coming into form? You've been a little hanging bit. out at TSN too long.
0: Oh, Whitecaps this, Whitecaps that. Forget about the Whitecaps; they're not the you biggest You asked move. me. I know, but how that? Was that the biggest move? Moves that jumped off the page to me were. I, I like the moves that the Seattle Sounders made. They're bringing in the Spaniard Fernandez. I, I, I think it's Fernandez uh, and uh, Calamalis, and they brought, they brought a bunch of players. Ethan Finley going to Minnesota. Ethan Finley two years ago was a top outside midfielder in this league. He's dropped off, but now maybe a new lease on life in Minnesota. That's a significant move. Carlos Vela not, not going to be playing this league this year, but going to join up with Bob Bradley with LAFC. That move Another up. DeSantos going to the Galaxy. Okay, like, those are big, big moves, moves that were
1: made. I know, I know the monster is not that big a move, but uh, I I like Ethan Finley. I, I think with Akuta Mani, I don't know whether he'll resign. He's just kind of struggling for minutes and form a little bit and maybe change of scenery would be good. Uh, a real dynamic player, good player. Interesting one in, in LA... LAFC. Have you seen how they introduce the players? It's quite By the cool. Way, I, lo-
0: you- I, love their, I love their logo, and I love their brand. The black and gold I, yeah. Have you
1: seen how they introduce players where they kind of lift their cap up and then you see who yeah. it is? Yeah. yeah. I, think I quite, quite like that. They did that with Bob, too. Yeah, they, yeah. Didn't, didn't uh, the the Vela one, for me, stinks of, we didn't get Hernandez, so we need to do something quick. I think he'll be good for the league. He's a wonderful player. Uh, obviously a big Mexican market there, so that's a good fit. And DeSantos is they they were together for a little bit in Jonathan Villa,
0: DeSantos to get to Galaxy
1: and sorry it was Victor Rodriguez to Seattle Sounders uh, I said Fernandez I was thinking about Fernandez is already there in yeah, Seattle yeah so. he's in a second stint there yeah the the DeSantos one the brothers played together for Villarreal they, it was only for a short period and they've said it's always been their dream to play together it's so. interesting
0: Columbus brings in Pedro Santos and they trade away Ethan Finley but all the rumors and, and Federico Higuainas, chatted about this as well is that he'll probably move on at the end of the year so there are some changes within teams in the Eastern Conference DC United they traded away um uh, Lamar Nagel, he landed in Seattle as well. Boswell. So a, a depth move. They bring in Ariola from Tijuana, the U.S. men's national team player. We saw him at the Gold Cup. D.C. United had to do something because they're moving into a new stadium next year. Yeah. And, of course, Dom, Dom Dwyer might be the biggest move going to Orlando with the transfer window in terms of the here and the now and what it means for teams in contention.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And and with the window in Europe still open, so players can go that way, it'll be interesting to see whether Kyle Lahren stays. I know I read that they are supposedly turned down a bid from Besiktas, uh, but I don't see him and Dom Dwyer being a good fit together up front.
0: Right. Orlando also brought in a player named Yotun. As well, we'll see what he's all about and what he can mean. Just A lot of teams made some significant moves that catch the attention. I just think it's worth bringing up. Nemeth, yes, he it, didn't oh, have yeah, Don't play, forget, play Nemeth much. is back in the league as well. With New England, yeah. right. I and You knew that Kansas City wanted him. As soon as they traded away Dyer, they wanted to bring Nemeth back to that
1: team. Um he Made a fortune in the Middle East, comes back, and it's just a good fit. Right, right. So we'll see how all that plays out. But if you ask any
0: coach, any manager across this league, they'll tell you the transfer window is to fill holes. And if you don't have to fill them, continuity continuity is much better to have. And, and that's exactly what TFC is. And one has.
1: thing that, that if you, if you look at, at the MLS, they're becoming a little bit more savvy. It, you're not seeing players, especially in this summer window, coming from Europe as much because it's a little bit of a gamble. You're out of season. A lot of teams looking within the league. So TFC basically stands pat and it's better to trust the
0: players that you don't do know, rather than the devil that you don't. Wheeler and Dunfield with you. This is Come On You Reds. We'll move away from Toronto SC for a moment, because Friday was like Christmas. The start of a new Premier League season started off with a flyer between Arsenal and Leicester City. It's difficult as you, me, everyone were making predictions on the season. The transfer window's not even closed yet, and there could still be madness that's going to take place. Sanchez says he's hurt. Danny, uh, um, but Drinkwater didn't play today. He's apparently hurt. Danny Rose is moaning. He's hurt. Like, who's going to end up where? It's very difficult to go out there and make a bull prediction. But we do it anyways.
1: We do. We do. It's insane, some of the figures. hey, It's, it's ridiculous. And once one of the big dog goes, even if it's Neymar right at the top, there's such a domino effect. So many moves are going to happen. And the trip can't, has can't. to close before the season starts. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I I think it kind of gives from a manager's side, you kind of have like a a couple of games to sort of see where you're at and what you might need and and for a player it's so difficult because you know the window's kind of dwindling down and you kind of want to get to your new team. I've gone through that myself and you you have to be so patient, and you got to keep being professional, keep training with the team, keep saying the right things, keep faking a back injury if you're Sanchez, <laughs> and then eventually, you're just like looking at your phone at all times, waiting to see your agent text you and say, get yourself to Bayern Munich or, or wherever you might be going.
0: Yeah, or a better place like Manchester United.
1: City. W- Want to go on your prediction? you think City's going to win the league? Yeah, I think City are the deepest team. I think they finally brought in some fullbacks, even they paid way too much for Mendy and um, Walker. Walker, fifty million for Walker. He can't even defend. Yeah. Uh, but Man City don't have to defend, do they? They yeah. have so much quality in midfield. Bernardo Silva. He's a he's a magician. He's gonna be so good. I love this guy, Silva. De Bruyne whether he plays inside or out wide and up top you've got you've got just goals in Jesus and Aguero. Do, do, do you know what I want to see how they manage through this Premier League
0: season. They're not a big team. They got a lot of small players. If I'm one of those big, strong, powerful Premier League sides, when they come to my park, I'm just kicking, I'm scrapping, I'm clawing. You're gonna make you life. difficult won't even difficult be able to get them.
1: them. Man United won't even. I, I know you're talking
0: about Man United. That they're that United big, strong United team. You guys built, won't even
1: get the ball. It'll be like keep ball. They're all like
0: giants. Everyone on the teams like Giant six foot donkeys. three. No, I I think United's gonna win. My
1: my top four: United, City. Chelsea, Spurs. Yeah, I, th- I think Manchester okay. has a stronghold of the league. Uh, for Man City, I agree with you. At times, they're a little bit one-dimensional. I think... Uh, sorry, did I say Man United or Man City? Man City. Yeah, Man City are touch one-dimensional. to Din- bring in more players. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the keeper. Um, Ederson. Ederson. I don't know him that well. He's, he's only young. I would have liked to see Joe Hart come back, but maybe that's nostalgic and I don't know. But for Man United, I think it's a huge season for Pogbust. He's uh, hes going to be Player of the Year. You think? My call. Bet you a beer on that. Okay. I get everybody else. What? <laughs> Hold on. So you're still spending $40 million to find the right pieces for him. And by the way, I argued with all because of Man you, United's fans about because this. Because you
0: know that one player cannot just... Dom- oh, like You oh, need to build a team okay, around him. Po- okay,
1: build a team around me and I'll make a comeback. Put Matic and Herrera around me. I could go play. No, you couldn't. Not like Pogba. <laughs> all right. You could bury yourself to the Pogba, Pogba. Pogba's just like a player from the schoolyard, a street player. He, he'll do some Are unbelievable... You, did you not see him play with Juventus? He was That's what everybody keeps saying. That was yeah, years ago now. Size, I see him strength, play for France. Ability. Matuidi's better than him in the middle of the park no, every not game not I right. watch. No, he's not. Okay, anyway, up front, if Lukaku gets injured, you yeah. don't have a ton of backup. You're not going to win the league with Rashford. Mourinho
0: said today that Zlatan, they're in negotiations to
1: bring him I back. Heard I heard AC through, Milan yeah. are in negotiations. Yeah. Well, everyone's in negotiations. Mourinho said that don't... today. Sa- okay. Said that. Okay, so, okay what happens to when Lukaku, who's a really streaky player... He'll either fill Based the net.
0: what? He's never played for a team no, but like Everton. He's 24 he'll, years yeah, old. He scores bags of he goals. He does
1: in bunches. So he'll go through four or five games and not score. What happens that in front of 75,000 people when he's not scoring? He Okay, he's getting better at holding the ball, off, but it's bouncing off him. Can he handle that? No. Andy Carroll, Lukaku. I, you're, okay, you're going to eat your words on that. You're just embarrassing yourself.
0: Okay, Lukaku's not Andy Carroll.
1: Okay, and then your big center-half signing, Lindelof, He's hardly Yap Stam. He's, he's hardly he's Vincent 22 Company. Twenty-two years old, Terry. Okay, so where's your big real Ferdinand Gary Palliser? like Eric Baie. Eric, Bailly oh, Eric Bailly. Is, is an absolute player. You watch. Yeah, he's
0: a good player. Watch. You watch. I'm more concerned with the width of the team. They need the, the left side of the park right now with Luke Shaw come, still returning from injury is a wasteland
1: you need that, a left back
0: you need a left back left wing player but
1: do you spend tw- do you spend 50 million on daniel rose i don't know probably not no i think that Perisic is a guy Perisic. A player, listen once it bails the dream move it's not happening Perisic is a fallback do you play with a back something. three do you play with a, play back, with a back, four? back three i would as well i'd yeah. like the i like united's back three yeah. uh chelsea i think are gonna focus on the champions league that would be my guess um Interesting to see how Morata does. They've not let 100% them, they've fit. all their
0: players go on loan. That's why I just I don't think they've improved. Spurs hasn't bought anyone. Liverpool's you know Coutinho's put in his transfer request. Arsenal Fabregas Sanchez can be, be overrun. On the way out. I just
1: look at all these teams being not improved. It's it's a two horse race for me. An interesting one's Tottenham. I think that they have the most cohesive best eleven, um, but they don't have a lot of depth. and injury to Harry Kane or Dembele right. or. They, they're not Harrison. very deep the fact also that they're playing at Wembley next year they're not at White Hart Lane where they were so good last year will affect them as well um,
0: relegation
1: West Brom they were horrendous at the end of last year I think that Tony Poole is Gary
0: Megson opposite a, of a dynamic that's duo. old school Huddersfield and Stephen Caldwell's Burnley all relega- yeah
1: relegation but yeah I think Burnley will miss Keane who, who they let go to Everton for 30 million which you have to do uh Andre Gray, I played with him at I, Shrew- like- I played with him at Shrewsbury. Like him. He got released at Shrewsbury, he's be getting and he's just gone for 18, t- almost 18. 20 million pounds to Watford. Great move for him. I love it. But that would have been like 30 or 40 million if he was on a three-year deal. He's only on a 12-month right. deal, and he's still going for 20 Crazy. million. Insane.
0: Well, that's a Premier League talk in the coming week. Those are those are my three relegated teams. Who are yours?
1: Quickly. Same as you. Same. Oh, wow. I thought we were running out of time. Brighton or Stoke? (laughs) I think Brighton will play good football. I think Stoke have enough quality. Jesus for the golden
0: boot. Jesus. Gabriel Jesus. (laughs) I think so. Yeah.
1: I hope he stays. They love him at City, by the way.
0: Aguero who? Who's Aguero? They've been playing both
1: of them up front. It'll be interesting to see if they both play. Can either of them defend? That's why City's not going to win the league. Because you have the ball the whole game. You don't have to defend, mate. Enjoy
0: the first week of Premier <laughs> League football. Enjoy the MLS weekend as well. Full slate of games. TFC, Portland Timbers, 6 p.m. Saturday night down at BMO Field. I'll be there. Terry Dunfield won't, but we'll be back doing the pod again next week. Leading to the big Chicago game. It'll be podcast number 99. This was episode 98. It's 99 next week, buddy. 98 this week. Good You're missing a good show. Good ski. <laughs> this has been Come On Your Reds.